and uh, welcome to Leadership of Fools. It's uh, Colin Beatty here, and I have two guests slash hosts on my right-hand side. I have Amanda, Amanda Buckley. Hello, Colin. How are you? Well, I'm very well, and further around to your right, uh, the wonderful Rick Brown. Oh, I'm always happy to be here. I mean, we've all sat in the hosting chair, haven't we? We've all done the intro, Colin. We're all judging you. Uh, but I think you're doing a bang-up job so far. You introduced us with a plum. I wasn't sure if this is a like battle of the hosts. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Only, one I... of us, only one of us leaves this studio alive, Amanda. <laughs> I've got a child. Other, the other one ends oh, up so overboard. So do you. So do both of you. <laughs> yeah. I come the two of you instantly go to elimination. The um, idea of competition, elimination. That's just hardwired into our DNA. I mean, this is uh, in many ways a, a leadership uh, podcast. It's in the title. And you don't get to be a leader without leaving some carcasses along the way, Colin. Uh, every, every step of the journey is a, just a battle royale to I see just, who's going to survive. I just said it for comedy purposes, Colin. That's all. I thought oh, it was funny. Yeah, I'm willing to back down from the, all competitive elements at, at a moment's <laughs> notice as well, Colin. Just say the word. I know I'm about to make a hosting rookie mistake, but Classic, I'm going to do it anyway, which is um, this is an audio format and yet you are wearing a wonderful headpiece, Rick Brown. See, you uh, finally figured out what podcasts are. That's, that's right. good. Oh, it's an audio format. I've been wearing Amanda, my tuxedo for nothing. How would you describe what Rick's wearing? Um, uh, it could be anything. They, yeah. they will never know. No, it's a three-tiered top hat. <laughs> a three-tiered top hat. Uh, um, no, uh, it's a it's a beanie. Yeah, it's a beanie. It's like a slacker beanie. beanie. You're given nineties vibes. Yeah, I'm I'm dropping out. I'm I'm, I'm I've tuned out. I've dropped out. I've, I can't remember what the phrase is, but I'm doing all all of them. <laughs> but I'm almost aggressively doing them yeah. in a way that I'm trying to win at dropping out. You over, overachieve at slacking. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to be the best slacker. I've got a 10-point plan about how to slack most effectively. <laughs> and here's your PowerPoint presentation. Put on beanie. <laughs> Tick. Grow beard. Done. Tick. Well, sort of. I mean, my ability at beard growing is limited at best. I'm given as much as I can. <laughs> So, back to me. Uh, yes. Well, he's pulling the host rank. Yes, that's right. Uh, so, I reckon the last time we did something like this was... Never, um, Colin. No, wouldn't. we have done it once before. I reckon this is the sequel. Okay. We tried to come up with the name of the podcast mm. about 18 months ago. Yeah. And uh, the name We landed. bloody nailed it. We nailed we it. We did. Absolutely. It's become a, a brand it's sensation. It's official. It's, uh, I've got merch yeah, right I've got up a, there with Nike, bottle. Google, <laughs> got a you've got a drink bottle. And a t-shirt. <laughs> and a t-shirt. <laughs> and a tote. I think there was a tote. Was there a tote? Was there a tote? I never saw the tote. I, no, I, I, um, made, I made some black market merch. Okay. Um, <laughs> you do a gig and I'd sell it. We know we're nailing it. We know we're nailing it. So, it was leadership of folds. Yeah. <laughs> it had a horse on it. It was pretty great. So... Uh, and it's also the spring racing carnival, so yeah. I sell even more. <laughs> Leadership of Falls goes gangbusters in November. So good. Uh, fabulous. So we were there last time and we're talking about the name. Now, I've got a different dilemma for you, but it's kind of related. We need a better name. We need uh, to create a book. Oh. We... Well, I've... This has been... It's got a title. Leadership of Fools. Yes. The, the lessons from Leadership of Fools, the... Whatever. We can come up with the title a little bit later, but mm. the question uh, is, I'm almost been asked the question, how can I write this first chapter of this book about Leadership of Fools? Um, this is a genuine re- request. 
I've had more than a number of people come up to me and say, I'd love to hear. It sounds like a handful of people. A handful of maybe people. A, maybe a couple of handfuls of people. A bit like those reviewers we were talking about <laughs> before we t- before we turned the mic on. It was on. one food blogger. There was a food one blogger. One food blogger asked. <laughs> so, so far you've, you've gone into an in-depth discussion about what I'm wearing and now you're talking about conversations we had off air. This is, Colin, you need to revisit Podcasting do you think 101. I, do you think I've learned anything over 18 months? <laughs> Let's be honest. How did you get in the host chair, Colin? <laughs> oh. Now's so, our time to strike, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> he sh- he's shown weakness. <laughs> I'm shimmying around the back. <laughs> How long have we booked this studio for? I don't know. I'm looking at Matt. He's, One uh, hour. He's, he's telling us, yeah. <laughs> he's like, keep going. It's time to cut. He's like, you're paying by the hour. You yeah. can stay here as long as you like. I don't think I've ever got I'll the... invoice you later. I haven't even got the question out, have I? No. Yeah, well, no, you've asked us well, to write you a book. I've given context. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of context. Worst ever. <laughs> <laughs> I need your help. I need you to get me started. I need you to get me inspired and thinking and clear about what's this book about? What's this idea about? Um, leadership leadership tick tick <laughs> fools got it <laughs> it's writing itself <laughs> and i want to go i do want to go with improvisation i want to in terms of today's podcast mm-hmm. i want to tackle the question of improvisation first sure so we have done 35 episodes wow and i've discovered a couple of things about those 35 episodes mm-hmm. one thing is Whenever we have people who don't do improvisation for a living, me included, mm-hmm. uh, we have executives, leaders, experienced people, and they uh, do pretty normal things. They're, they've been fabulous. We've learned so much. They've been so generous with their time. They're good kids. They're good They're kids. Good. And this is not a but. This is an and. Oh. And they come to these discussions asking me lots of questions. What's the topic? Mm. What are we going to do? What do you want me to say? What's the takeaway message? And I go with, eh, it's no script. Where it's can improvised. I get one of those tote bags? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um, and yet, just to put this one in context, today's episode, Rick Brown, you asked me what we're about to tackle. Yes. About I'm flying blind, Colin. Three seconds before the mics went mm. live. Uh, so I'm curious, first up... Um, Improvisation, I'm suddenly realizing it is still really foreign to people in organizations and leaders who... The mysterious dark arts of improvisation. Yes. yes. We're so well respected, mm-hmm. aren't we? Just people are <laughs> always yes. asking, what is it? What is it we do? But maybe that's part of the How? challenge. And why? Yeah. And really? <laughs> you make a living doing and what? what? <laughs> Because the two of you, well, I'm going to be semi-serious. The two of you just do it. Like, it's not about, uh, I know you educate others and you run workshops, but fundamentally you just embrace embrace that idea. Like, we're going to come to a discussion with mics on, enter a conversation, listen to each other, build off each other. It's just the way you... Just the way you operate. I think in fairness as well. I mean, we are, I'm, I'm going to say it, we're... We're very well trained improvisers. We we do just do it, but that's after years and years of training and years and years of failing and getting better and finding out what works and getting back out there, finding the right people to do it with. So there's a lot of factors in play, but I think ultimately you can still teach people how to improvise and some of them will never be able to do it. Not really. Not really run into the unknown and run towards the, I guess it's running towards the fear. And I think 
in terms of the podcast and in terms of getting guests, I think because most people think there is an expected outcome to anything that requires time, you know, you're asking business leaders for an hour of their time, they're going to hope they know what they're adding value to. Whereas we know the value is in the doing. It's just in the getting out there and seeing what happens, seeing what ideas fly, seeing what I can add to that idea. How do I answer that question? Can I answer that question? Um, I'm out. I'm out. That's it. That's it. That's all I've got. Ah, that was that was hypnotically poetic. I know. And, um, I know. I, I, I wanted was more of it. I, I didn't was... want. No, I didn't want. I didn't want anything. I didn't want me to jump in there and just ruin the sweet flow like some galumphing oaf. But I think that's why you've got regular. Like there are people who have come back for more. There are guests of Leadership of Fools who have come back for more, and there are people asking to be a part of it. They got a taste for it. That's because they. Yeah, I think it's because it, into the fundamentally news. they might have that thing that makes them want to run into the fear and see what happens, see what comes up, and be ready to then go into their own toolkit of skills and knowledge to answer the question or to add to the conversation. Amanda, I think you're right. I think they've broken. Th- There's a number of people who would almost say they've broken through one of the barriers. Yeah. Barrier being that instant fear of what do you mean? It's not scripted. There's no uh, call to action. There's no end result. I'm just going to be here. I'm going to be present in the room. Yeah. What uh, are my bloody outcomes, Colin? <laughs> that's right. but, gonna, you, but the you, two of you going to ex- end up wearing a beanie and dropping out. Some loser. <laughs> 1994. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rick. Yes. Yes, Colin. And Amanda. I, I'll address you both. If I'm writing Thanks. if I'm writing a book around this, I'm not writing a book how to teach leaders to be improvisers. That that's, would be folly. That would be folly. So that's not what the That, that would be an unsuccessful yeah. improv That's troop. not the link. That would put me out of a job, Colin. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> so that's my big incentive not to do it, Amanda Buckley, just keep you in a job. Thank you. I appreciate that. And so does my son. I'm sick of being <laughs> squeezed out of the arts by effective leaders. <laughs> They've got enough going on. Yeah. But no, that's, you're right. That's not what your intent is. No. No. So I'm, I'm trying to now make sense of this. I'm trying to lift up the hood. I'm trying to get behind the curtain. I'm always trying, poking around. I'm trying to poke around. She's always poking around, Colin. Well, I'm going to Sniffing go back to something nuggets. both of you just said, the, the dark arts. Mm. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to access the dark arts in a way. And for you're those listening. You're playing with fire, Colin. <laughs> Are you help me, burned? please help me, the two of you. Oh, you think you're ready, Colin? <laughs> All right, Amanda, can you, you help me? You think you're ready to dabble in the dark arts? Can you get Rick back on it? It's my job to be agenda. the grown-up, is it? <laughs> oh, did someone ask me a question? I'm hardly paying attention. Uh, did I mention that I dropped out? <laughs> That's called shelving. So what he's doing now... <laughs> is there actually a technical term for that? Yeah, he's going to keep referring to... Uh... Re- referring back to things that I've already said like, earlier on. Yeah. It makes me seem very clever, but really... I'm just recycling material. <laughs> <laughs> but timing is everything. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, what am I asking? What am I asking? I'm asking the question, I reckon, okay, let me reframe it. I reckon we're on to something. I reckon we're actually on to something. I've never seen you more excited, Colin. I think this is more than a podcast. This is a way of having conversations. Uh, I've always believed so that. It's, it's, it's a podcast. <laughs> oh, it's a pod, com- a pod, a pod conversation. A podversation. It's very podversational. Uh, I should start taking. Uh, notes. I was going to say, no. Colin's regretting every decision he's made right. for the last ten minutes. Yeah, I'm right. so sorry. I don't want to be host anymore. <laughs> 
And that's all I wanted to teach <laughs> yeah, you, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to... Just trying to get myself back in the host chair. Yeah. Well played, Rick Brown. Well played. Rick, can you take over for a minute? No, you're doing actually doing a great job, Colin. You're doing a great job. I just keep um uh so what's our main objective right now in the next five minutes? What do I need to answer? I'll do it. I'll bloody nail this. How do we demystify the creation of magic or the conversational magic? The moments of leadership of fools that we would all go, that was awesome. And people reacted really brilliant, really well to, they've really embraced. Uh, But they'll ask me, how do I do it? How do we do it? Yeah. And I guess it it is that thing that people who've come on, it's demystified through just uh, clocking up hours of sort of throwing yourself in there. You you expand your comfort zone by, by, you know, doing stuff outside your comfort zone and then you become more comfortable. I guess we're able to do it because we're comfortable in the chaos and we can see more order in the chaos than people understand, I guess, while we're, we're used to playing in that, in that area. So it's not that scary for us anymore. So we're always trying to find ways to push ourselves again. So that, cause if we get too comfortable in the chaos, it starts to stagnate. Um, but to other people, it feels like we're, we're playing in a very dangerous space, um, it, like creatively. Um, and, if they, the more they do that in, in baby steps, the more they can see that it's not as scary as they're imagining. And so we do get people, like you say, who they come on and they're more, they're more willing to come on once they've done it once. After you sort of get through that initial thing, oh, it really was just a conversation with a bit of, bit of, with a playful edge really is all we're really trying to accomplish on this um, podcast. It's a <laughs> playful conversation, playful podversations. <laughs> Rick, Amanda, I, I love it. I'm actually, I am actually taking notes now. Like I love the, the term the chaos and you know the slightly playful edge of it and yet um i'm hoping there's something more than just time because it's both you want you... shortcuts colin well i'd love shortcuts mm. if possible but we if they a... don't exist if they don't exist they eight don't bananas exist. eight bananas a day we all improvisers have eight bananas a day and we listen to Mozart. That's the key. Bananas and Mozart. Lock it in. Put it in the book. That's the title of the book. Bananas and Mozart, a guide to podversations. <laughs> Jungle music. <laughs> You're going to end up in court. Yeah, that. sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, I can't help but think as well there's something in the... So most of the people... Well, every, every guest you've had, they're yes. at the top of their game. And when people can see that that's all you're asking for them to be is open with all the experience that they have. Um, you ha- they, They're open to change, which is, as improvisers, we have to be open to our ideas being changed. In fact, the moment we put an idea out there, it will be changed because then it's picked up by someone else. And so in any, sort, in, in any conversation that's a true conversation, the ideas will be changed, the themes will change, and then something stronger will come out and that will be the pulse of the conversation. And that's where people will get in and get off on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said, get off. Sorry. <laughs> Leave it in. I said, get in and get off on add the conversation. Oh, every time I say it, it's wrong. All Just right. add, add an echo effect to that. when she's Every time she says it, <laughs> get off. Get off. off, off. <laughs> We're a very mature podcast. Yeah. And once they can see that, I, I think the thing is as well, is that Improvisers who can run towards the chaos, knowing that the worst thing that can happen is that maybe something won't work. We we can 
very quickly pick up from that. We brush ourselves off, get moving. Uh, our team will do that for us. So if something doesn't work, someone will go, that didn't work, and they'll jump in to save us or to move it on. And that's all these conversations are. If there's an idea that doesn't necessarily fly, it will be quickly changed or added to and made stronger by someone else when they can see that nothing bad happens from that. It's not a – I guess for for leaders, it's not an investment that will suddenly change the way they do business or change the way they lead. It's just a moment where they can be themselves and they can be a bit honest. If they if something comes up, they can answer honestly. They can add honestly and openly. And that's exciting. I think people don't necessarily get to do that on a daily basis. And yet we should. It would be lovely if we lived more like that. And that's what happens because people come and they talk to me afterwards. And I'm talking especially about the guests who will say, oh, that was incredible. I had a, you know, I had the... I feel fact, alive for the first time in years. Well, yeah, I'm, I can't afford to over-exaggerate it. Yes, but yes. it's that sense of, you know, in their career, they're saying, I don't get to have those conversations many times. Like I'm, um, it's, there's a drudgery element to what I'm doing. There's an aspect of... Uh, control and structure, and yet we're unleashing something that is a lot more chaotic. Uh, Unleash the chaos. Yeah. And there's a lot of, I suspect, parts of organisational culture and structure that just work against that idea. Oh, um, yeah. And and saying yes in a, in a business environment takes time, probably costs money. And so that's why within industry it doesn't happen. I mean, you know, full well. And I can say this honestly now because I no longer work for the government. (laughs) I used to work for the government um, and... It was very hard to be an improviser in that she environment. She will never tell us which government, though. She's very cagey. <laughs> the Australian government. Oh, she says that now, but only since she stopped working for a government has she started naming the government. I'm not going to rush into anything, rushing into anything. I'm not going <laughs> to... In, crim- in oh, trying to make myself, oh, I'm not going <laughs> to... This podcast is actually code. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm now, it's I, now I noticed, making sense to me. I it noticed that you craned, you craned towards the, uh, <laughs> to the microphone when you said that. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> oh, no, this is getting bad. I'm so sorry. Um, but I guess thinking about leaders who are often nervous about coming onto the podcast, I guess effective leaders um, often have a, a solid foundation of, of being prepared. Yes. for any situation that they're going into. And I guess they're not exactly sure how to prepare for this because it's sort of, it's a similar situation that they're used to speaking. They, they, they do a lot of speaking and meetings and yes. um, and communication, but they're not quite sure how to prepare for this situation. And yes. I think that's why after they've done it, it demystifies that a little bit. But I think going into that first time, they're not, they're so used to feeling prepared when they go into a situation that they're not a hundred percent sure what that prep involves. And I guess that's what we're. That's what you're asking. What would that? What would that prep? How would you adequately prepare someone's mindset for coming into this so that they're less stressed about it? I guess. Though you want an element of stress, don't you? Yeah. You want a little bit of an edge of tension. Yeah, it's you? like it's like just before a show. If you need to go to the loo, don't, yes. don't, just keep it there. Use it. That's <laughs> what we always tension. say. Oh, I've got a wee. Use, Use it. it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's what we say. The, I I think this is where my head's gone because I'm I'm. I inherently know this is not just about um, podcasting. It's it it is also the idea that what people are looking for in an organisation is much more genuine, authentic, real leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sanitised, not spin. Uh, so, what we're creating here, I actually think, has a place. In fact, uh, uh, a critical place in organisations into the future. 
And every time, and I'm, I'm about to reveal some vulnerability here to both of you, every time I've tried to create that environment without the microphones on, without the two of you in the room, I've tried to create that environment even um, just in terms of a, a, a leadership group talking to their next level of leaders. And I've tried to create the, this idea of improvising it. And it, it's been backfiring. <laughs> it's, it's that sense of um, sometimes the feedback is, oh, those leaders weren't prepared. Uh, sometimes it's uh, the feedback to me is, you kind of set us up. You must have known what you wanted us to say. Why didn't you tell us what to say? Uh, so I know that's part of the learning process. The worry is that people might just kill off that idea because the first time they did it, it was clunky and it was, you know, yep. I see both of you nodding. Yeah. But hopefully the first time... You ruined improv. That's what you did, Colin. You ruined improv for a whole range of people. Now when they go to the comedy festival, like, improv, no way. No way. But that's the the first time of doing anything is all, like, hopefully for most people, unless you're an absolute genius and a prodigy. Stop it. No, come on. I'm right here. Music and bananas. Mozart and bananas. Um will be a bit clunky and it's just the willingness to then keep going. If yeah. I think a lot of people are adverse to something that doesn't have um, a contained set of rules, but that's the thing improv does. Improv has a, yes. like sets of rules yes. that we adhere to, to help uh, mold and move forward things. And it's always a case of practicing every time you, you know, re- improvise a show with brand new people. If it was, there are times where it's a brand new cast that have never played before and there'll be moments in that that are great, I'm sure. Um, but there's also going to be a lot of moments that don't work because the people don't know each other. So it's them being able to say, all right, I know a little bit more about those people now. So next time I play with them, I'm going to play a little bit differently or I'll adjust or I'll listen more or that means I think I'm going to have to be more energetic or, wow, we were all too energetic. I'm going to have to tone it down and be a little bit more low key. So they that- are not going to get any of my sweet Dave Matthews band references. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to adjust my improv depending oh. on how well people know Dave Matthews band. Yeah. I know his band well. <laughs> the- I don't know why I thought of the most obscure <laughs> band reference. It's because of your beanie. A- You're living in the nineties. That's man. true. That's it true. is true. Uh, didn't that, f- that was in a movie last year. Uh, I mean, no. it could have been, no, he gets a lot of he gets a lot of airplay. Yeah. I mean, he's amazing. not his actual music. Just, no, no, just, just the references. Gets Lady yeah. Bird, Lady Bird. That was the movie. Oh right, yeah. was it? Maybe no, I maybe haven't not. seen that. Doesn't matter. Just commit. If you tell I'm us, gonna it, commit. if you tell us it was, then we'll believe yeah. it. It was. I loved that movie. Yeah. The need to control. Yeah. So both of you are talking about a a trained in you've trained trained beyond the instinct to control. So that you almost know whatever you throw out there is going to be changed. Like you almost make that assumption. Yeah. Uh, and not used against you. Instead, usually made to look you be- look better and to the ideas to be better. Yeah. I mean, it, that's 100% how it should be. It doesn't always happen that way. But we have to have faith that most of the time it will be. Um Anytime you're doing something new, there's going to be an element where you have to remind yourself, oh, and it'll happen mid-scene. Oh, I'm controlling this. I'm driving this. I need to back off a bit. Um, it's about being willing to 
change yourself and it's about being willing to be open to then the feedback afterwards if you if if you went the whole show that way you just have to be willing to listen um we're all uh, we all have ego we all have a desire to be doing it the best we can um so it doesn't necessarily it's, it's not all- always easy to hear feedback but we know it's coming so we have to be if we want to get back up on stage again we do have to be willing to listen to our um colleagues so it's not about no ego it's it's never about completely eliminating ego and being it'd be lovely if it was but i'm being like i like to be funny yeah so i'm going to enjoy the laugh when it comes um it's about unifying all the egos for a common goal yes so it's about also knowing okay tonight's not my night to be the funny one because someone else is on fire um and that i mean in our recent show that i did um it was uh, three of us had not worked a great deal together we worked together but certainly not as a trio on stage the whole time and so we were you know, it would take, it would be mid-show that you'd realise, oh, it's their show tonight. All right, I've got to just get behind them. I've just got to get behind them because me pushing my narrative or my character's storyline wouldn't necessarily add to it. Yes. So, And sometimes that would happen mid-show, we'd realise it and go, oh, okay. Other times it would happen really early on and be very, very clear. But we're still getting to know each other and learn from each other. So that has been an exercise in listening to each other after the show as well. All right, this happened, this happened, that worked, that didn't. All right, tomorrow night. That's what we go in with. So, and it's just the mindset of what we go in with. So, and um, improv is interesting in that it's like almost like the process is the outcome, or the the process is the is what you're showcasing. Not so. There's no real end result. You're not heading towards like when you put on a show, you don't know where the show is going to go. The process reveals the end point, um, and it's that process that is that is what improv is celebrated for. It's that process of creating moment after moment. Um, one step at a time and not knowing where the next step's going to lead us and never knowing, uh, not knowing from the start what that end point is and just allowing that end point to evolve through the process of improvisation. So it's that, um, it's just that different mindset, I guess, because a lot of um, business leaders are focused yeah. on here's what we want to achieve. What's the best way to achieve that? Whereas yes. improv is sort of a reverse process, the reverse idea of that is that we don't know what we're trying to achieve. But yeah. we we trust in the process to achieve something worth yeah. celebrating. I think that's really important and helpful. That's why I'm here. Yeah. The goal. <laughs> hey, is all jokes a- aside, I'm uh, I've got some gold. Yeah. <laughs> right. the, the goal is in the I'm process. An, I'm a nugget yeah. factory. All right. I'm basically sovereign here right now. Come panning. <laughs> Come panning my brain space. Alluvial brown. We shall call you. An- that's that's uh, for, yeah. for oh, our glo- global listeners. Sovereign Hill <laughs> yeah. is. Is the suburb where I live. Um, no, it's an old mining town. Home of the gold rush. Where they all dress in ye olde wear and, and they've got a little creek that runs through and, yeah. they, and they seed it with little gold nuggets at yeah. the beginning of the day so the tourists can pan for gold and some of them can find it. And I came up with a great business idea of dressing up like a bush ranger and just robbing people on the edge of the street, <laughs> on the edge of the bank. No one would know you. They would. They, they would, would go along with it. They think this is part of the show. And every day you get to steal a little bit of gold nugget. Yeah. No one would be none the wiser. You're making sweet, sweet gold nuggets. Anyway, it's illegal. Don't do it. Right. But, or is it? Or is it? I mean, who, is who can it? say? It's a grey area. Yeah. But I, I, uh, I, can we talk about this offline? <laughs> Or just a, a small investment of bush ranger outfits. That's yeah. all you. That's all you need to start this up, and and, uh, and you need to live in the Sovereign Hill area or yeah. be able to travel there. And if you wanted to claim your bush ranger outfit on tax, you'd have to declare the gold that you've <laughs> yeah. robbed. So you also need somewhere to move that gold. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not sure how do you turn gold into you need money. A fence? Yeah, Is it yeah. Called a fence? yeah, yeah. I want some real dodgy guy. 
Just turning my gold into money. <laughs> leadership of foals. <laughs> yeah. Leadership if foals. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay. So it's a process. It's about embracing the chaos. It's something you learn over time. It's something uh, that is not a solo event in the sense that you're actually doing it with others. Most who, often. Yeah. Most often. And they're sharing, uh, they're sharing the philosophy. They're embracing the idea that uh, I'll be looked after and I'll look da- I'll look after you. Yeah, ideally, when it's working most effectively, that is definitely what's going on. Yeah. Yes, and it's different to. Um, I sometimes wonder when I'm talking to people in organisations. Sometimes it helps to say what it's not. So one of the things I think uh, barbed wire fence. Yes, it's not. It's absolutely not. It's also not. It's not an interview. So one of the things that um, I've come to realize it's been a really simple way of framing this is if you're a guest you're also part of the hosting in terms of oh, whatever so, so essentially we are hosting <laughs> we are the hosts, right yeah. now. that's what i mean that's we've right. been casually promoted that's right just just for reassurance and it it is that sense that i think people are almost experiencing it in an in a static and controlled way like amanda you're the host I'm expecting what? you to ask oh, questions. Let him finish. Let him finish. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I've lost him. I'm I, knew I was going to lose him. I'm I allowed. got him back in. I only just got he promoted. Got close. <laughs> this is talented people. They're really hard, hard to work with. Hard to keep happy. Yeah, that's hit, that's hard a to note he's happy. written down. Yeah, Rick, right. Amanda, hard to work with. <laughs> hard to work with. <laughs> Underline Rick. Yeah. <laughs> so it is that sense of... Um, yeah, that you're, it's a dynamic role. You get to actually enter the space of uh, whatever you're curious about, whatever you're interested about as well. But and, and also, just apart from the podcast, I mean, shouldn't that be, shouldn't that be the way you are at your job always? I mean, there but are often all it's different. Not. Yeah, exactly. And that's probably why all I'm, di- we're talking about yeah, this today. And it's why I was so disliked in my workplace was because <laughs> right. I thought I was an active. I thought I was always all right, dynamic. Let's go there. So vibrant. Yeah. No, but because. In terms of uh, the workplace, I was the lowest rung person, a part-time admin person who would use my voice and I would be heard and people hated it. I would just ruffle too many feathers. I would ask, why do we do that? You know, it's, oh, okay, what's the, uh, when we do that, where does that information go? I mean, from an admin low point person, most of what you're doing is data entry or some sort of uh, They're like you don't need to know Amanda. Yeah, and it turns out that some of that stuff wasn't as a low-ranking official the- in the Ukrainian government. You don't need to know these things. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was that uh, it was that sense of uh, what is it the un- unwritten ground rules. We just we do what we always have done. We don't ask questions why, and mm. change costs money or is too confronting. Enter um, the data. Just enter the, enter the data, data yeah. Amanda. even though sometimes God. the data didn't go anywhere. So that's the thing. You can be a dynamic person in your workplace. If that doesn't start from the top down, if the top doesn't appreciate that dynamic workplace, those people will never feel like being dynamic. So all the leaders that you get on who are willing to be, and it's, and it's great because it feels like willing at the beginning, but they're all active members of the conversation. And like you said, they come back for more. So they're people who are dynamic. They're dynamic in their workplace. They're dynamic in their life. Mo- Every conversation I've listened to, all of those people have exceptional hobbies and things. Like everyone's always doing something because they're dynamic people. And that yeah, really li- shows. Yeah, they're living a full life. Yeah, yeah. And that's really obvious. 
And that's why they're the ones who are part of that conversation because they are living that full life. They're having those big conversations, maybe not necessarily as at work as often as they want to, but they know they can and they're part of it certainly on the podcast. Yeah. And my hair's so clean that my headphones are um, slipping off. <gasps> so if you hear, th- I know it's just because I have very clean, shiny hair. She's always <laughs> shining that hair. And you've got, a little, you've got little ears as well. I've got little tiny ears. There you go. <laughs> I know when I take the headphones off, um, this is exciting for the podcast. My ears are tiny, so I'll show everyone. My <laughs> it's tiny almost ears. like you need one of those beanies. Yeah. <laughs> That's the main reason I wear it, is to create some friction for my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, live and learn. Yeah, well, we, I can only hear next time you see me. <laughs> okay, th- this, this is helping at one level, and on another level, it's I, very, very bad. I yeah. have no idea You're what doing to more start. harm than good. I have no idea what, where to start, where to start. The writing piece. Does it need to be a book? Could it be a zine? It could be a zine. Throwing things could out be a there. Book. Could be, and maybe the question, the better question, forget the, the book idea. It's what 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 is the process that we are trying to offer to the world, if if anything, because it's not pure improvisation, and yet it's also not uh, a management philosophy. It's somewhere in between. And maybe that's where it gets confusing. Mm. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, I maybe mean, it's, I've, I've never thought to, about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always think, I mean, whenever we do corporate improv and mm-hmm. we do team building or anything like that, at the heart of it is, you know, don't don't be a dick. You know, just don't. It's, so most of what we're doing is, yeah, it's common en- sense encouraging hum- the humanness. And I, yeah. I know I use that word all the time, but it yeah. is encouraging the humanness, the uniqueness of each individual to be the thing at the top of their skill set rather than the thing that, oh, I do all of this. Oh, and I'm also a nice person. Like being that great person up front can, I mean, there's certainly some, you know, just people that you just listen to because everything about them is open and I mean, they might not necessarily be the right people to listen to either, but because they're open and that's, they're the people that get listened they're, to. They're generous. They they're giving as much as they're taking. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they're just crazy, charismatic sort of cult leaders. Yeah, yeah. You know, it can go either way. <laughs> the people you end up listening to, it's very hard to know. Um, I just flip a coin sometimes. I'm like, I don't know. Could could be could be worth listening to. I can't stop listening. Yeah. So I'm gonna almost revisit. Um, when I walked in here, I, the premise I had in my head was that the concept of improvising a conversation, a topic, starting with a question, not knowing where we're going to land with, is not embraced by people who we're talking about right now. They're, they are um, guests for a reason, meaning they've been very successful, not just in corporate and organizations, but in life, and yet they still find what we're doing a little or a lot foreign. Should we take a moment so Colin can give his glasses a little polish? No, I love him. Because the little steam bit is making oh, you look yeah. it's making you look like you've got uh like you're furrowed, I don't know, like your eyebrows <laughs> are you you look angry with us. Just like the steam lines on your glasses. I mean again it's it's all visual. Uh, it means nothing out there in the podversation verse. We were talking verse. before yep. about video. We need but, to know. Um, but yes you just if I can't look at you, Colin, how can we how can we chat? I'm going to shout out to Vashti Whitfield. Um, Amanda, you yes. know Vashti, the lovely Vashti. And uh, not only does she, would she be worried about my steamed up glasses, but my very dirty glass, glasses oh, lenses. Yeah, she, yeah, she's... 
So she was. She's got quite, a lot to say about them. We were talking about radical candor, <laughs> candor before, and uh, she was very direct with me one day. Very direct feedback. Frank and honest feedback. Absolutely. Your glasses are filthy, Colin. They're filthy, yeah. unprofessional. Can't look at Get it. your act together. Yeah. All done. Did you? All and, done from the heart. And have you? Um, have you taken that feedback on board? I think I have. I mean, you're but... steaming up a fair bit. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that because they're so clean now? <laughs> yes. They're attracting steam. Along, like, seem like along with your hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything here except me is clean. I'm filthy because I dropped right out. Showers. Oh. Showers are for squares. <laughs> You're a very successful man. (laughs) (laughs) When I want to be, Amanda. When I want to be. (laughs) That's the point. That's the point. You don't have to be everything all the time. That's right. Yeah. So you talk to... When when you're learning uh, improvisation, you're teaching people to make each other look good. You're asking them to assume trust in each other. You're avoiding things like blocking, hogging, wimping. You are listening. And I'm now asking myself the question, how can I translate that into um, something that makes sense for organizations? Because all of those things do. Yeah. But it is what you use to train up other performers. Yeah. Yeah. We can, I mean, we can coach you through it with just a 10 week sort of, I mean, it's fairly inexpensive too, Colin, this workshop course that we offer. Yeah. The the one that we offer. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah, To help you translate these rock solid. I mean, we'll talk figures, ballparks. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I've got a fairly substantial figures? beanie habit now. Yeah. So I'm, that's right. I need some, and, and I need one. And because we also need to invest in some bush ranger outfits. Yeah, that's for right. our sovereign hill endeavours. So, and a tent. Any money you can spare. Yeah. I mean, we're just saying, when you win, we win, and when we win, you win. <laughs> it's a cycle of winning. Yeah. It's in, infinite wins. <laughs> Oh, I fucked up again. Yeah, your glasses are very distracting. Winfinite. We're Winfinite. We're Winfinite. That's all we're aiming for, Winfinite. Aim for Winfinite. (laughs) Yeah. Conversational Winfinity. (laughs) I think, though, making things translate. This is me. This is me stepping up to the host. (laughs) (laughs) This is why you got promoted. I I can't help but think, I mean, half of the issue is just... It's not an issue, but knowing that for people the investment um, is in them and they might not see definitely like a, a product or a, um, a monetary gain right away from changing the way they think. Um, it, it, culture changes take time. We always talk about fighting for the culture that you want, um, all of those things. So I guess when, in, in, when, you, you, when you're translating uh, improv, into a podcast and then into say a, a way of doing a way of leading a way of being in in business or in corporate life um the, it's changing the expectations of what that looks like though because it might not necessarily mean that you'll get promoted it might not necessarily mean that you'll be all those things but what it might mean is that you live a happier work life yeah, and a work-life well, balance yeah. so is that i guess that's the translation as well it's happier to work happier to i i certainly would would have been happier in a low-level job for longer had I not felt like the culture didn't want me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So if I was, I could have happily, uh, if, if I felt that it was an open environment, if you weren't judged for having ideas, if you could be yourself and not be persecuted for it, um, I mean... And organisations, they do say they are aspiring to what you're just talking about. So uh, the idea of 
uh, inclusion, the idea of engagement, and uh, the idea that our the people that work for us are actually our brand. Yeah. Uh, and so, genuine sense of that I can contribute, I can challenge, I can achieve here, I can be myself, actually is what organisations say they aspire to. And yet there's maybe just what I'm probably talking about right now is there's some fundamental barriers that we still need to break through uh, before we get there. And I think that people like the two of you and your peers and your colleagues in the world of improvisation, which is pure teamwork. Like it is pure teamwork. It's no no script, uh, no props, no costumes. All you've got is each other, uh, you know, I've, I've learnt this from you, not even as an improviser, but just watching you in action. And it enables amazing conversations. And um, But it is the letting go. And I'm going to go back to what you said, Rick. I think it maybe is to put the process in the spotlight rather than the actual content, which is what maybe a lot of us do too quickly. Uh, and there's your intro to your book. Oh, thank the you. process. There's your thank intro. goodness. Mm-hmm. How long did that take? <laughs> That's right. You, you should have just told me at the start. Then we wouldn't have had a podcast, Colin. <laughs> yeah. That's not how podversations work, Colin. I had to go through the process myself in One order step to get at a time. to time. <laughs> Jeepers. He's learnt nothing. That's right. You need more bananas. That's what you need. More bloody bananas. Eight? But is that improv right? is basically Eight. potassium. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. We turn potassium into the ideas. Se- the secret ingredient. <laughs> yeah. If, if you look at the word potassium and the oh, word improv, no. some of the same letters oh, are used. No. So yeah. Just some. Oh, no. All. The important ones. An I and an M and, and a, a P. P. And an O. And an O. <laughs> I'm, I'm really worried when we edit this podcast down to the yeah. stuff that how can is... You edit? How can you edit? <laughs> no, I can... When much like Sovereign Hill, this is all gold. <laughs> it's all gold. <laughs> And just and just one of those um, actually the sovereign hill analogy. One of those right. warnings of um, drunken disorderly behaviour. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, it's actually like sovereign hill. Occasional gold, <laughs> very scattered moments. Amanda, of gold. can you remember remind me what the start of my book was? Um, it was just uh, Amanda. First of all, I'd like best. to thank Amanda. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was about process, about putting the process ah. in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. It was too. I mean, Rick came up with it. <laughs> It's you an, repeated it. It's an Amanda I, Buckley guarantee. It's an Amanda Buckley <laughs> word of wisdom. Yeah, <laughs> lock it in. Yeah, um, I, I think that maybe you've helped me. That's oh, all I ever want to do, Cole. That's the opposite of what I try to achieve each and every time. I'm and here now, to hamstring you at every opportunity, and I keep missing the mark. Oh, you lure, you lure me into revealing my secrets, Colin. <laughs> You'll have to come back few... to fight again another yeah. day. You're like Frodo, and I'm Gollum, and I'm. You always end up with the ring. How do you always end up with the ring? Am I Samwise? <laughs> always. <laughs> oh, the, Mr. Frodo. The real hero of the story. That's you, Amanda. Thank you. <laughs> so um, in terms of bringing this podcast to a close and just to let everyone know where we are about to start a bit of 
a burst of leadership of full wow. activity. So I didn't know. So maybe, I'm not, know. maybe I'm not involved. <laughs> I right. did get demoted. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so enjoy all subsequent Amanda and Colin episodes. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, they will. Oh, they will. <laughs> I'll enjoy listening to them <laughs> yelling right. at my headphones. <laughs> and just before we do, in terms of just a very quick wrap up, uh, we have had incredible guests. Uh, we will continue to have incredible guests who are generous people wanting to participate in this and share share stuff with others. Um, and they've been amazing and we're incredibly thankful. And I'm going to look at you first, Amanda. What do you think you've learnt most from either those guests or this experience? Um, I think that from the people, it's when they're being true to themselves and that's a I know that's a bit of a fluffy saying but they, there seems to be an authenticity about all of them they're all unique and they do something that makes them feel good about themselves and that's both in work and and, and in their in their life um, and I'm truly inspired by that great Rick what was the question <laughs> sorry I tuned right out no uh, look I've, I've always felt like it, it humanizes that because because we come from the arts world you sometimes see the business world as being that corporate machine, um, just striving to uh, forever increase the profit margins. Um, and so it doesn't often have a human element to it. So being involved with the podcast has made me realise that the, all the people that are sort of, well, all the people that we've met um, are really striving to increase the human element of the sort of corporate world and um, to be better uh, operators and to make that whole corporate side of our existence less um, less damaging and, and more um, more of a welcoming space for people to work in and to be involved in, which has always made me feel a little bit better and I can sleep at night. Finally, the night terrors have started to subside. <laughs> uh, I, I just will, I think I want to wrap up just with a bit of a, uh, a piece around, I think the two of you and other improvisers like you probably do undersell uh, it's not the the chosen profession or the art or the craft that you've chosen. It's your ability to help other humans, because it is it is inherently a very human thing we're trying to do, which is the conversation where we're kind of looking out for each other, supporting each other, uh, uh, celebrating each other's genius, uh, doing the obvious things really well, listening, all of the things that are just really, really natural human things that. We might have lost our way a bit with, and sometimes technology hasn't helped us as well, and definitely organisational structures and cultures haven't helped us. So the two of you do undersell your uh, your secret sauce. Time to charge more. Yeah, time to charge more. Your yeah. skills, and um, I look forward to sharing the hosting microphone with both of you. Thanks, Carl. Um, something funny. <laughs> <laughs>